Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zaki. And welcome to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. We got a big show today, a lot of stuff happening. Of course, with racing, uh, things just starting opening up a bit in uh, Midwest here and in Wisconsin and also joining me on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It is, of course, the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. How are you doing, sir? Oh, what a glorious day and weekend. NASCAR returns, slingers opening up, uh, just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, of course, last night, uh, Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove, of course, uh, they opened up last night for the streetcar breakout, and they are open today until, uh, let's see, how late are they open till dusk today uh, for test and tune. So if you want to see some cars on the track today, you can make it out to uh, Great Lakes Dragway. Uh, they are closed tomorrow. But if you want racing tomorrow, of course, uh, the Slinger Super Speedway will be opening up. We'll be talking to Todd Thielen here in a few minutes and getting the latest. And uh, just what goes well with today, Jeff, with uh, everything uh, happening with the Supreme Court's decision and that and and letting the businesses kind of opening up and and let them handle the safe distancing and everything. Uh, How do you think that's going to work out this weekend? Well, you know, I think the first couple weeks will be, you know, kind of trial and error. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of concern from a lot of different businesses because there's not what they call limited liability. So, you know, if you can sit there and if you go out to to a restaurant and for some reason you're able to prove that you got corona at that restaurant, you know, uh, there could be legal ramifications. And so because of that, a lot of places are, are being ultra careful, and obviously that's understandable. So I think until, um, you know, for a little bit, it's going to be kind of touch and go, trial and error, until, um, you know, there's some protections put in place from businesses, and uh, people just have to, you know, be smart, do what you're comfortable doing, and if you're not comfortable, obviously you don't do it. But... Uh, until there's some protections in place legally and, fi- you know, obviously the, the financials that come along with it, uh, I don't think it's going to be business as usual like it was. However, that said, you know, if there's, you know, I know Slinger's running a limited crowd tomorrow. Uh, I don't know exactly what Great Lakes is doing yet, but uh, we are hoping to have Roy on the show next week or or soon thereafter, Roy Henning. Um but, um, you know, once they figure it out, whatever that normal is, at least it's it's going back to, you know, baby steps to the way it was. And speaking of baby steps, uh, NASCAR will be taking some big baby steps tomorrow at uh, 2.30 for the Real Heroes 400 at Darlington, which will be on Fox. 
And uh, those ratings are going to be huge tomorrow, aren't they, Jeff? Oh, absolutely through the roof. And I'll tell you, Steve, you know, I'm looking more forward to the race tomorrow than I was for the Daytona 500. And part of it is because, you know, it's been two or, you know, two, two and a half months of absolutely no sports except that god-awful NFL draft. Um, So I'm sure that has a a big portion uh, to do with it. But there's so many interesting storylines going into tomorrow's race. You know, you've got the return of Matt Kenseth. You've got the return of Ryan Newman uh, to racing. You know, there's so many interesting stories that, that will take place within the race. How are these drivers going to handle no practice, no qualifying? The first hot laps that they're running is when they're taking the green flag uh, after a, you know, they haven't raced since March 6th. So there's so many you know, questions and everything like that that are going to be answered or start to be answered tomorrow, and uh, I cannot wait. It'll be interesting, and not only that, but we got a whole score of racing, uh, racing here for the next uh, uh, couple weeks here. we got one, two, three, four, five races uh, lined up here, and uh, that's going to be pretty cool. We're going to have uh, not only racing uh, tomorrow or Sunday, should, or yeah, tomorrow, I should say, but also Wednesday, too, uh, on, on the 20th at Darlington, and they'll be on five, uh, FS1. And, you know, we, we've been a proponent of, of, of weekday racing uh, for NASCAR for many years on this show. And, and Oz enjoyed uh, the taste of it that we get with Eldora when they race on the, on the dirt for the, with the truck series. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be interesting to watch, too. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a big test, these one-day at the track you know there is no practice there is no qualifying because they want these teams in and out they don't want to have to have the teams uh spend the night at at hotels or anything like that they want them to sit there come to the track race and go home and uh you know limits their exposure social distancing all that kind of stuff and uh you know if the future of and hopefully it is of cup racing will be kind of Sunday, Wednesday, or, you know, whatever weekday they want to do. It's going to be interesting to see if this model sticks. And I think that it's very interesting, um, you know, how they're going to set, you know, like the starting lineup they had, you know, the top 12 uh, guys and owners points, and then they did a random draw for the race for tomorrow. Uh, which is why Brad Keselowski is on the poll. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with to, uh, you know, going forward for these weekday races that will probably, you know, be taking place more often than not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, the preparation will be interesting too, you know. Carl Marchese, who was uh, him and his brother Tom, of course, were the great promoters at the Milwaukee Mile for many years. And he used to get mad when a when a team would show up uh, back in the day at Milwaukee and their car would be all taken apart on, on pit road. And he'd, he'd kind of laws would scold him and say, you know, this is the work that you guys should have done back at home in your garage and you should be ready to race. Now, obviously, there's going to be, you know, situations and that occur when you're practicing or that. But they, that's one thing they don't have to worry about because there's no practice. But it'll be interesting to see uh, how, how, you know, how the preparation is. Um I was on a Bill Michaels show on Friday, uh, uh, and you know he asked me who's the big favorite. I said, well, I, you know, I'm thinking Kyle Busch and Joey Logano, uh, not only who they are, but also the teams they race for, uh, Joe Gibbs and, and Penske and, and maybe a Hendrick car. I mean, the, the, the teams that have the most support behind them are certainly the favorites just because of this format, aren't they, uh, Jeff? Oh, absolutely, and I think that the veterans are uh, going to be the favorites as well. You know, when it's a lot to for a young driver, especially a track that's you know that's as tough as Darlington, uh, that's as dependent. Uh, you know, the weather switches or the track switches so crazy with just a couple degrees difference in temperature, and so um, and the and the track is going to change a lot from the drop of the green flag when, especially tomorrow, you've got a completely 
green racetrack. There's no rubber put down on that puppy at all. And, uh, and you know, how it rubbers in and what, uh, what the preferred line is and all that kind of stuff. I think it definitely favors the veteran drivers. I would not be surprised, you know, besides the two you mentioned, uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know, he's been around, he's been around a long time and, uh, you know, he hasn't had uh, a whole lot of success lately, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run real close to the front just because of all the experience that he's been able to, uh, you know, to bank over the last handful of years. Yeah. I get these, uh, these, uh, you know, all, I guess all of us in the media get all these emails and you can always tell when the race is coming because your inbox just gets inundated. But uh, Penske always sends me emails uh, uh, before the races. And they, they, what I like about them is they try, I think they understand that you don't need a big 1,500-word uh, dissertation on about the blah, 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 you know, the, the usual stuff. And they kind of do it in these graphics. And I, I, I like them because they're they're to the point you know and and they and they they're giving you some talking points and, and a couple and the one i saw uh, on their graphic that they sent me this week was uh percentage of laps completed by ryan blaney at darlington raceway 99.3 that's yeah pretty good so yeah yep that's that's very good and obviously you got to be around there at the end to uh to uh to survive and have a chance at the checker and uh that, that is one heck of a uh, awesome percentage. It, it kind of like uh, our, our normal test grades uh, all throughout uh, school, right, Steve? You bet. What? What? what let, let's do this. Let's take a quick break now, and we'll return to uh, talking NASCAR in the second half of this hour with uh, Dennis Michelson. But when we come back, uh, let's talk to Todd Thielen, who's at Slinger Super Speedway now, and we'll find out what's going uh, on there as racing has returned to Wisconsin. We'll be back after this on the Final Inspection Show. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zockey along with Jeff Orlowski joining me on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline and also joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It is Todd Thielen, managing partner and promoter of the Slinger Super Speedway. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hey, I appreciate it. This is a pretty exciting day. We got cars on the track today and you got the Miller Lite uh, opener tomorrow. Uh, to tell us, uh, walk us through how this all came about in the last uh, a few days or so. Oh, boy. Um... It's been the last, I don't know, pretty much since uh, St. Patrick's Day when everything got shut down. We were trying to figure out how we were going to make our non-essential business essential. So um, it's been a long haul lobbying and talking to local and regional and state, even federal um, government folks to get things going. But we've got a good game plan going, and we've got a whole bunch of race cars registered to race tomorrow because that's something we're doing a little bit differently we part of our game plan before we um before safer at home was lifted was we needed to have a, a good protocol of tracking to see who was coming in so and then get them in the facility without um um too much contact so all of the racers tomorrow are already pre-entered tomorrow when they show up at the racetrack they have their packet of wristbands and we meet them in the back gate parking lot and they they um we don't even get out of their rigs so they they come into the facility but the big thing is is we already know who's coming and we've got um good feel of late models and super late models and sportsmen and modified and slinger bees and we'll have figure eights so it'll be a good good day of racing now todd are you gonna have to limit the amount of spectators that you allow into the gates um we don't have to but we are going to so okay, just, just to back up a little bit, we've been following the Washington Ozaki County Health Department's protocols. They have a blueprint, and we have, I have been talking closely to the uh, health inspector, and 
they've asked us to do things a certain way before a safer at home is lifted. And we are continuing with that, even though by law we don't have to. We're going to take the extra safer steps that we need to do to do the right things, even though my my political belief and personal belief is that we'll be okay. We're still going to do the right things because as a business, we need to be you see this responsible. So that's, that's what we're doing. And we're limiting to um, 25%. And we our, our facility holds, um, we're licensed or conditional use permit to have 10,000 people. So we're going to limit that to the 25%. And that's what that's how we're going to do things here for at least this week, for sure. Okay. So for the people listening that, uh, that want to come out and see, uh, see some awesome racing tomorrow, should they go, obviously they should go online and try to get the tickets today. Correct. So they're not, uh, turn, turned away at the door tomorrow. If you, sure. uh, you know, and, if and that, when you guys sell out there, yeah, there's two things going on there. And, and one is there's people that don't, that still they really want to be social distance and, and that that's their choice. So we've got that option for them and to go on go to slingersuperspeedway.com, click on the, the buy ticket on the link and you can print it at home or just have it on your phone and you don't have to have contact with anybody to get in the facility. We'll scan their their ticket that print at home or we'll we'll scan their phone and they get in the facility. So um, we've sold, we're not quite sold out yet. We, I, I haven't checked in a while. We've got a few hundred tickets left, but, um, we're, you know, ticket sales are going really well until people are looking closely at the weather. And I hate to talk about the weather because typically I don't, but it doesn't look good. And, and, um, the reason I say that is even though we have a two o'clock start time, it looks like it's going to get better in the afternoon. We're going to, what I do, what I'm calling is go old school, and we're going to race when it clears. If it clears up, we're racing. It, it, if we have rain at 10 in the morning when practice is supposed to be, we'll kick that forward to noon and qualify at 2 and race at 3 or 4. We're going to do what we need to do to get the race in tomorrow. People have been waiting for quite a while to do something live entertainment-wise, so we're going to do our best to provide that to them. Well, that's, I guess that's one of the advantages of having a 33-degree uh, banked uh, oval is that uh, it certainly dries a lot quicker than some other tracks, doesn't it, Todd? Well, sure, and asphalt tracks in general dry a little bit quicker. Um, we've actually, our safety team has a a, a, a track drying system where um, uh, propane heat, and we've got a blower that goes with it. So uh, when there's a will, there's a way, and we've gotten to this point through a lot of strong will to actually have the opportunity to race tomorrow and be ready to do it. So if there's any way we can get the racing tomorrow, we're going to do that. If we don't, anybody that buys tickets this week, they'll be good um, next week on Memorial Day weekend. So we're talking to Todd Thielen, managing partner, owner and promoter of the Singer Super Speedway. Yeah, that was my next question. What's the, uh, the, the next couple of dates you have kind of penciled in at this point? So, we're going with our regular schedule. Nothing is deviating. Um, we um, next next Sunday we go to night racing. That's the biggest change, and we've got uh, super late models and late models and, and bandoleros and legends. We got a full schedule of racing next Sunday night, and the rain date for next Sunday night is Labor Day Monday. So. We're, we're going to get a race in real soon, and uh, more than likely, it'll be our first race of the season. It will be tomorrow, and and um, the next race is then we'll go Sunday evening, starting the 24th, and then evening through the rest of the summer. And uh, nothing again. Our our schedule has not been changed. We've got the Singer Nationals coming up July 7th. Um, our first, we've got two slam fests scheduled this year. One is in August and one is uh, the second week of June, so we're looking forward to that and uh, just trying to trying to get rolling, just like everybody else. Everybody's looking forward to getting back to work, getting uh, back to normalcy, and um, trying to stay healthy and wash their hands and be safe. Yeah, I've taken my kids to Slam Fest the last couple of years and. They just have an absolute ball, and you guys put on one hell of a show out there. So 
that uh, that's highly recommended uh, uh, for <laughs> from me as well. So uh, I'm so I'm glad that that didn't get canceled, and uh, can't wait to be be there again this year for that as well. Sure. Yeah, we're excited that we've got a lot of different uh, things going on. We're, we're the schedule. A Premier Division Super Late Models, Late Models will be almost every weekend, but we we're rotating some of the support divisions, so um, fans will get to see a lot of good racing all season long, and uh, a lot of different racers that have already been testing. Uh, Carson Hosevar has been in a couple times. He's uh, I believe he's in the Nice uh, Motorsports Truck part time this season, and he's been running some uh, um, maybe K and N. I'm not even sure what they call it anymore, the ARCA stuff. But uh, Carson Hosevar is a name to watch. He'll be racing with us at Slinger this this summer a bit. Johnny Van Dorn was in um, testing this week. Um, Dalton Zier and and some of those guys that typically travel more have been in the test. And Richie Bickle's been in, along with all the regulars, have, have hit the track testing, getting ready for this year. So Steve Apple looks really good. Alex Prunty looks really good. Um, Dennis Prunty's been out. Um Chris Wallet looked really fast. Uh, Mike Held's been out. I, I'm, you know, I'm forgetting some of the guys, but uh, Brad Keith was really fast. We just we've got a really really strong pool of super late model drivers, and looking forward to really good racing this season. Well, Todd, we certainly appreciate you taking time out and looking forward to getting out there this year and uh, the fans too. So we're so happy that racing is uh, starting to get back on track in Wisconsin and looking forward to uh, it should be a fun summer and a, and a fun weekend this weekend. Thanks for coming on the sure, show, Todd. Sure. All right. Thank, that, you. thank you. All right. That was Todd Thielen, of course, uh, and a man, managing partner and promoter at the Slinger Super Speedway joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. When we come back, we'll talk with Dennis Michelson, talking more NASCAR coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Final Inspection. Final Inspection. Now. Dennis Michelson of D-Mike Media is here to give us the inside track on NASCAR and the world of short track racing. And this is Steve Zotke along with Jeff Orlowski with the Final Inspection Show. Yes, Dennis Michelson joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Gentlemen, it's great to be here. Well, we got racing this weekend. How about that? Oh, my God. Racing. What is that? Is this? Is that you got to remind me what this sport is because it's been a while since I've seen any sport, uh, with the exception of replays of Bundesliga soccer, soccer and and uh, Korean baseball. This this NASCAR thing and this Darlington place. This is where they go real fast and then they turn left, right? Yeah, yeah. And it it couldn't be a better track in my opinion. I, you know, oh, Darlington is such a fan favorite, of course. Oh yeah, and it's. A better track in on the circuit for NASCAR where you can strap guys in with no practice, no racing for like six weeks, and then have them go into turn one <laughs> to, a, to a park, you know, side by side. It's going to be great. I mean, it's, it's a really good thing. NASCAR's doing a wonderful decision here. I kind of would like to see them give these guys like a few hot laps before the race to kind of get a chance to, to get, make sure everything's, you know, tight. Everything's where they need it. But I I understand completely why they're doing what they're doing. And it's going to be, it's going to be different. It's going to be unique. It's going to be weird not seeing any fans in the stands, but you know, like I said before, at least, you know, you're going to have virtual racing as well. You can have real racing in front of virtual fans. That's better than virtual racing in front of virtual fans. Right. Exactly. I think that's the big point there. I think we, I think everybody understands where we are right now in this, in this pandemic. And, uh, you know, just, I, I've been saying all along, it's just like putting your toe in the water and this is the first big toe that's going in and, uh, everybody's got their fingers and toes, uh, crossed at this point. So, uh, what, what's but the I biggest takeaway you, you think is it, what, what, what's going to be the story you think, uh, Sunday night, Monday morning from this weekend, Dennis? 
Well, I think the cool thing is, is just in case there's an altercation on the track, that I don't know if you've read this yet, but each team has been given a six-foot pole with a boxing glove on the end of it. <laughs> so in, in case there is a, a, a fight in, in the pit area, uh, they'll be able to do it while maintaining social distancing. So that I wanted to get out there first. I'm not sure if you heard that rumor, but uh, you know, I, I understood the NASCAR was planning it just, you know, introducing it if it happens. But, I, you know, I'm willing to break that story. But what we're going to see is which teams come to the track ready. And I, I think you guys were, were spot on. The big team's going to have a huge advantage over the little teams because they can do more simulation. They can do more, you know. And when I talk simulation, I'm not talking a $200 driver rig. Uh, I'm talking a full pull-down system where they can run hundreds and hundreds of miles and they can run those hundreds of miles for the weather conditions that they're expecting on Sunday. The little teams don't have that option. The big teams do. And I kind of like the chance of, of Kevin Harvick uh, going to victory lane uh, week one. It's going to be, uh, he's my pick. What happens if Timmy Hill wins? Oh God, I'd love, I would love to see some, some big upset. That would be the perfect way to return to Darlington and um, just a couple of days ago on FS1 or FS2, one of the stations, they were playing the repeat from Darlington where um, Furniture Row Racing pulled off the big upset with that guy from upstate New York. God, my brain is, is freezing now. But that big upset that, that happened uh, back years ago, I think it was like 2011 or, or something like that, they, that was cool to see the a big upset, and you could see that at Darlington. Darlington's that kind of track that, you know, sometimes it comes to track position. Sometimes it's tough to pass there, and uh, you know it's going to be interesting. But uh, it, this is fun, man. It's it's great to see NASCAR back, and then we're not even going to have to wait a whole week. We're going to have so we're going to have a real race times two to talk about next week on the show. How cool is that? Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, what do you think the biggest, uh, the bigger story is, Dennis? The return of Ryan Newman, or the return of Matt Kenseth? Ooh, boy, that's a tough one. Um, I think it's, I, well, boy, I'm going to take Ryan Newman because the last time we saw him, we didn't think that he. Last time we saw him out of track, we didn't think he was going to be able to be alive or even walking again, um, and now. You know, here he is back to racing, but I am really excited to see Matt Kenseth in a quality car. I mean, got to remember, Larson was off to a good start in that 42 car, and Kenseth, I'm sure, has been working on the sim to be ready to go. And, you know, this is a guy who's who's still got that passion to drive, and I think he's going to be, I I think he's going to want it, and I think he's going to be a contender. I thought it was funny this week. Brad Keselowski was asked how much faith he had in his fellow NASCAR drivers with no practice, with no qualifying, um, for them to sit there and, you know, basically do the right thing when they're heading into turn one to catch the green flag. And he said his answer was none at all. And uh, he thinks it's going to be wild and crazy. And instead, uh, <laughs> he thinks all hell is going to break loose. I thought that was hilarious. It's going to be fun to watch because I'll tell you, you never, you always enjoy the start of a race. There's always something super exciting. The build up to the start of the race is, is just so intense. And then they, they wave that green flag and everything, you know, goes crazy. This time around, it's going to be even crazier because you know somebody on the inside lane is going to blow the turn and is going to come up the up the, uh, the track and get into someone. You know it's inevitable to happen because some of these guys are just not going to have the car set up the way they want it. There's going to be something silly done as a mistake even by one of the crews, and you're going to have the potential for mayhem right from the bat. I mean, it is going to be, like, like you guys said earlier, it should be a ratings bonanza on Sunday night. Did you see how many uh, media people are going to be at the track, Dennis? I didn't see 
I didn't see that, but I know they were trying to. They were limiting photographers a lot. I didn't see how many, uh, how, how much they were limiting media. It, it, now this was posted a couple of days ago, but as of as of then, it was going to be they are going to go with three still photographers. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to go. It looks like four media people. Uh, let's see, one reporter from the AP, two reporters from the National Motorsports Press Association, and one local uh, NASCAR designated reporter, so the, you know, the local the local media guy. Uh, the AP reporter will be designated as the pool reporter for media covering the event remotely. Uh, reporters are going to have to wear masks. And, uh, and let's see here, nobody's going to be allowed in the pits. Everything's going to be done remotely, which that makes sense. I mean, with, you know, with with everything, I mean, there, there's there's ways to get around that. I mean, or you know, ways to get the job done without doing face to face stuff. Well, it's gonna definitely have a different look, isn't it, Dennis? Yeah, it will. But the reality is that we haven't had much more than about twelve writers on the national feed, and most of them have been website guys that, that travel and sometimes change out, but. You know, it's not unusual, you know, at some of these events to see fewer than 40 people in the media center, with the exception of big events like like the Brickyard and Daytona, of course. So it won't be all that unusual. And there is so much fed to you digitally now. You never see the guys outside of the media center or the press box doing many races. You do not see a lot. Of reporters, with the exception of the radio and TV people, wandering pit road anymore, and you almost never see them wandering back in the garage area anymore because everything is fed to you digitally. Unlike the old days, where you literally went from from trailer to trailer to get the interviews you need. Now everybody's brought to you, or the quotes are brought to you. So it, it's really not going to be that much different as far as how you actually work a race because. You can work a race remotely as easy as you can at the track and with a lot less expense. Jeff? Uh, so I know you said that uh, you like, you think, you know, Kevin Harvick has a, uh, has a really good shot. Do you think that this long layoff, uh, you know, Joey Logano was off to a hot start. Uh, obviously Kevin Harvick, he's leading the points. Um, Besides those two, you know, who would be like a, a dark horse uh, that, you, that you're looking at tomorrow? Well, a dark horse that I would like would be the Wood Brothers. You know, that's a track where they can figure out a lot of stuff. They know that track quite well. And I wouldn't be shocked to see the Wood Brothers come with a real good setup and get their guy around there. So that would be my long shot special uh, would be to see Guido pull off the crazy win and that would be a lot of fun all right you know, uh, Dennis, uh, joey logano can keep you know the and uh kevin harvick can keep the good momentum that they've had from the beginning of the season after this six or eight week layoff and and are able to just jump right back in and uh and keep up their domination yeah i think so because um what we saw with the opening four races of the season we saw each different kind of track, really, that you know NASCAR can throw at these guys, and we saw those two guys be the, or those two teams be the strongest. We also saw a lot of strength out of Hendrick Motorsports, though. So I think you've got three really strong teams uh, among those guys, and of course Gibbs you throw in. I mean, there's a lot of good teams, but those two guys will definitely be. Uh, running up towards the front of the path. They showed that they can be as strong as anybody, that their cars can be as strong as anybody in the field at each kind of track we've raced at so far. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, looking at the schedule, uh, Kansas uh, has been postponed, is what, what they're calling it. They're hoping to reschedule it. So uh, as the schedule looks right now, uh, we're looking at, of course, uh, Darlington, Darlington, and then we do uh, another pair at Charlotte, and then we have Bristol at the end of the month on Sunday, the May 31st, and then Atlanta, Martinsville, Homestead, and Talladega, which at this point appears to be without fans. 
Uh, looking forward to that. Now, that takes us to the fourth weekend in June. Where do you think, uh, if, put on your, 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 get your crystal ball out, Dennis. Where do you think the season, do you think it's going to go? Do you think any other tracks might lose dates, or where do you think we'll be at? It, it all depends on how governors open up. I mean, you, you've got a case where Michigan's got two races, and a governor who is hell-bent on keeping the state closed down for forever, you know. And, you know, Virginia is the same way, where their governor is is pretty reluctant to do much. So that, that puts Richmond in, into consideration there. And in Martinsville, I'm, I know they're, they're scheduled, they're supposed to do stuff, but will they pull it off with the way the governor is? That's the question now in, in you know, obviously the California races will also be in jeopardy because they don't want to let groups of 50 or more. You know, so here's the problem is, you know, when they say 50 or, or more people, that includes the people that are involved in putting on the race. Uh, I've got my Frisbee football guys ready to go June the 20th without fans, but there's 20 players on each team plus a coach for each team plus two trainers that have to be there for medical assistance. Plus you need some, some security people and you need some medical people there with an ambulance standing by in case somebody gets hurt. And then you've got somebody up in the press box. You get to 50 really fast. So in some of these states, you're not allowed to have 50 people. So they wouldn't have to be able to have a race with more than five teams at this point. So that's going to be the big, drawback here and the big concern is do they get some exemptions from some of these states to allow these events after they show how successful they are i wouldn't be surprised to see them go down to florida as as the next alternative and race a couple races down in miami and a couple races at daytona again if they need to have tracks where they can actually go and compete and the crazy thing is wouldn't it be wild if all of a sudden we saw a track that hasn't been on the NASCAR circuit in a while, pop back up, maybe something like a Rockingham. I know that's a long shot, but it would be crazy to see. But if North Carolina is happy with that, what happens at Charlotte, maybe that's an option as well for NASCAR. It's, this is all going to be like a two weeks at a time planning for the rest of the season, assuming that we get past this first week with nothing happening. Because all it will take is one person on a team or involved in the sport testing positive, and the public opinion will have to shut things down again. That's, that's the big concern I have. But it's going to be a literally a two weeks at a time trying to plan anything here the, all season long. Yeah, I think one of the – especially, you know, you're 100% right with the governors, and I think that uh, – Nashville is uh, quietly crossing their fingers and hoping for the best that uh, some of these tracks will not allow NASCAR to come and uh, Nash- uh, Nashville can squeak in uh, into the schedule. How cool would it be to see Road America thrown into the schedule here this for the summer? That would be great to see a Road America event for Cup. I mean, anything's possible right now. And the thing that's going to decide where you're racing is not going to be the schedule as it was set. It'll be how the state uh, guidelines are. And I'm sure NASCAR's already working hard in all these different states to try to get things loosened up. But so far, like the, the states run by gov- governors that happen to be of the Democratic Party have not been making a move while the Republican Party has. The only difference is the lawsuits. You know, if you win the lawsuit like Wisconsin did, you get to open up soon. This is a whole big experiment that's playing out in front of our eyes. I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong. I'm just saying it makes it really tough for an organization to run their sport going forward here this season. Yeah, I saw a thing on the news where uh, it was either Major League Baseball or one of the other major sports. They had talked about that situation of somebody testing positive. And they're starting to walk back into two-week quarantine where they would just 
put them in isolation and, and it was, they're they're kind of pushing back a little bit on that now thinking that maybe you don't need to be quarantined for two weeks but just you know keep on the keep testing the person i forget exactly you know and just i know you guys might not know this but i'm not a doctor but uh they they're it was it was interesting how they explained it how they would it's like a hybrid quarantine thing that they were thinking of doing now and plus with the with the testing now too that, that that's a thing that there's so many variables in this where where it gets frustrating with the people well we got to shut it down to there's a cure and then the other side thinking if you go all the way on the other side those people thinking it's not much of anything i like to think i'm kind of in the middle here but with the testing it'll be interesting to see how you know how that will be continuing to monitor and, and go from there so it'll be interesting and here's to the see thing. here's the Here's the thing, Steve. We have herd immunity for the regular influenza virus. We have a vaccine for the regular influenza virus, and still 40 to 60,000 people die of the disease every year. So I'm not sure how a vaccine is going to act any different with the coronavirus than it does with the regular flu. So again, I'm not a doctor or a, or a you know an expert on infectious disease, but I am sort of becoming an expert on common sense, and I don't see that being followed much. We're talking with uh, Dennis Michelson on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Dennis, uh, this is going to be a tough one to do, but give us a winner for, uh, I, I guess, for both races at Darlington this week. I'm going to take Harvick for the first race, and for the second race, I'm just going to kiss up to the Wisconsin people and say Matt Kenseth's going to take the win on Wednesday. <laughs> Nice. All right. Very good. All right. Well, Dennis, we certainly appreciate you taking time out. Looking, uh, looking forward to chatting with you next week. We'll see what kind of it'll be. It'll be interesting to see. It's going to be an interesting few weeks here, not only in the world of motorsports, but sports overall and now our country. It'll be interesting to see where we're at here by the week after Memorial Day. Yeah, it's been crazy, and we're kind of making it up all as we go along. But it's uh, it's great to have racing back this weekend. All right, that was Dennis Michelson on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Coming up next, we're going to talk with John Everett from Road America. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Inspection show, Steve Zaki along with Jeff Orlowski. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Communications Director of Road America, John Everett. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. And uh, fantastic that it looks like we're going to have racing back in Wisconsin. Uh, tell us, what's the latest with uh, Road America? Yeah, we're very excited. You know, it's, it's always refreshing to uh, finally get uh, some of the weight off of everybody's shoulders. Obviously, we want to send out... Uh, all of our thank yous to so many of the first responders and people working the front lines uh, for everything that they've done uh, during this pandemic, as well as um, our heartfelt uh, prayers for everybody who has been affected by this and had or lost loved ones. But um, we're excited because uh, we're getting back going. We've been making some noise out of Road America with some various private test sessions and track days and things going on like that. And now that you have the uh, Safer at Home order lifted, we're definitely getting going, and uh, at the end of the month, we're going to have the Moto America Series, Superbike Series, coming. But we want to let everybody know that we're going to continue to stay the course and run that event without fans. It's um, interesting because you have a lot of race teams and you have a lot of competitors coming from other states where safer home orders are still in place, and we want to make sure that this event is safe for everybody. We also want to learn from this event on uh, hosting an event safely for everybody with fans. But it's our, our intention that once we return to racing in June, following the Moto America Superbike event, that uh, we will be running events with fans for the remainder of the season. And we also want to let everybody know that while Moto America won't be running with fans at the end of May, they are going to come back and run another event 
with fans at the end of June, and that's going to be June 26th through the 28th, including Vintage Moto Fest. So our fans really haven't lost anything. We're just asking people to be a little bit more patient until we can get this storm behind us. Now, when you finally allow the fans to uh, to come in and, and enjoy the phenomenal facilities that you have and the great racing as well, are you going to open it back up at, you know, basically normal 100% capacity? Or are you going to limit capacity, uh, or has that not been decided yet? It's a very interesting question, and uh, it's a good question as well. We are working closely with a lot of other series and a lot of other tracks. Obviously, a lot of eyeballs are going to be on NASCAR this weekend. Additional eyeballs are going to be on IndyCar when they return to Texas. Uh, one thing that's different from a lot of these tracks and where they're going and what they're doing is that we are 640 acres. We're four miles and 14 turns. So when you think about social distancing, when you think about um, having a lot of space to spread out, and when you think about also being outdoors and not dedicated to a grandstand, that's a big misconception when people think about racetrack is that there's grandstands. Yes, we do have some grandstands at Road America, but predominantly people are allowed to move about the facility, and that's a lot of space to hold a lot of fans. So we're exploring all options. There could be some possibilities of, you know, 50%, 25%, but then again, we can still put quite a few people inside. We know people are chomping at the bit to watch some live sports, and motorsports is one of the top sports to actually watch live, especially at Road America. We're called America's National Park of Speed for a reason, because it looks like a national park whenever cars aren't running there and there's lots of space. So we're right now evaluating a lot of things, a lot of learnings that are going to be going on at Darlington, that are going to be going on at Texas, and we're going to make those decisions as early as possible. But we want to let everybody know that it's our full intention to run the remainder of the season, beginning the first part of June, with fans at events. How is the uh, sanctioning bodies from the other sports, you know, whether it's IndyCar or NASCAR or whoever, has there been a lot of communication in the last few few weeks regarding uh, things as 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 this thing goes uh, goes on? Oh, absolutely. We've been on the phone daily uh, with all the series. Is. We've also been on the phone with local health officials, national health officials, and various others, learning a lot, developing plans and protocols. Uh, we had a lot of calls just the other day um, with IndyCar, also with NASCAR. And uh, as we're learning how people are adhering to the various policies and protocols, how people are developing plans, as well as how people are reacting to combating the virus, we're learning a lot from a facility standpoint. We're learning a lot from a mitigation standpoint. We've taken a lot of our own steps as far as partnering with Guy O'Neill for antibacterial wipes, which we intend to use at high traffic locations. We've also adapted new sneeze guards from SeaTech, one of our partners, for a lot of our concessions areas and retail areas. Again, we encourage everybody to practice social distancing. We encourage everybody to wear a cloth mask if they cannot be in an area where social distancing is easy to do. And additionally, we have a lot of no-touch options as far as printed home ticketing, we have a lot of events such as Sunset Cruising and Four Miles of Fitness where people can come and enjoy the facility without having to be too close to anybody or else having to exchange money physically. So we're learning a lot by talking with all these other series. We're learning a lot about how we're going to be able to run an event safely. And what we want to do is we want to encourage fans that when we are able to run events safely with fans, that we for everybody because we want to set the example as we move forward in this new normal. Uh, in the last segment, we were talking with, uh, with Dennis and said that a lot of uh, NASCAR schedule might depend on the different governors from the different states on how quick that they're willing to open and, uh, and you know, move on from the stay-at-home orders. Now, say, uh, say you get a call from NASCAR or you, you know, or you reach out to them and say, you know, hey, if, uh, for example, you know, you're supposed to run at, at California and, uh, and they won't open and so you can't run there, uh, why don't you come to Road America? Would that be something that you would consider? Well, the good news is that I can assure you that we already are getting those calls. And we are talking with a lot of the series about running one or two events. Um, there's even some uh, 
contemplation as far as weekday races during the summer. Uh, right now, obviously, your first one that's that's popped up is having Moto America run a second event. Not only do we want a second event for fans to be at the event, but they're running a second event because they want to fill out a full season. You're going to see a lot more of this come into play as race series is, need to fill their schedules and need to complete their schedules. So this is a very fluid situation. It's day by day, sometimes hour by hour. Um, if you've ever watched the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt when he's on the phone trying to trade baseball players, that's a lot like what we're trying to do, trying to fill days with racing. So this is what's exciting is that we want people to stay tuned as far as our season schedule goes because you never know when you might see a race series pop up at some time during the summer, there could be a tremendous amount of action. And it's also a tremendous benefit if you're a season pass holder because you might immediately get an opportunity to see a series come in that you probably wouldn't have seen on a regular weekend or an extra series racing alongside of another series. Case in point, Lamborghini Super Trofeo is going to make up one of their rounds during our Henry 180 weekend for NASCAR. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what yeah. what's the easiest way to uh, get tickets for Road America, John? Very, very simple. RoadAmerica.com. We also have a COVID-19 page, which has a lot of um, frequently asked questions and answers on how we are mitigating the virus and keeping our facilities safe. We encourage everybody to check out RoadAmerica.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, because a lot of this stuff is coming down now that you have safer at home orders lifted. Now that people are getting more confidence on getting out and about and maintaining safe practices. So hopefully our schedule will be full going through the season. Pretty much there's something always happening there at Road America, but roadamerica.com. And you can also print your tickets at home and have them scanned at the gate. Come in, spread out with your family and have a great time watching some racing. All right. Very good. That's John Everett, communications director for Road America, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Thank you, John. Looking forward to chatting with you again. Guys, thanks, and again, stay tuned, stay safe. We'll see you at the track. All right, thanks, John. And coming up next on the Final Inspection Show, we're going to talk with Formula One expert David Hobbs on the Final Inspection Show next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.